The Contenders is a proud member of the Cage Club Podcast Network. For other great shows about movies and pop culture, go visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome to The Contenders, the show about the movies made by and starring women who refuse to play by the rules, except today. Uh, I'm Toby Haddon. <laughs> and I am Islin Addington. And I guess, based on your comment, Tobin, does that mean we're playing by the rules today? This is, this is a very special, very special episode. This is a episode. very, very special episode in which we will discuss the 2002 epic Reign of Fire. And to go with it, we have a very, very special guest. I think this is maybe our most frequent guest so far. Does is this is this uh, this is a record? I think for us, we have Joe Bolenbaugh with us back again. Uh, Hi, Joe. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Excited to be here. Yeah, we were we, just discussing. This is episode number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is well, that right? Four, the four the four timers club. This is <laughs> this is because we, we know you'll come to any movie. That you I have nothing better to do. No, because we know you'll make it funny and worth listening to. Yes, that's it. That's it. The difference, though, is that this is the first time that Joe has joined us with the video part of it. Yes, and I can see you now. Why I look so different tonight than I have the last time we recorded. Because 15-year-old me did not want to show up looking all quarantine raggedy for my crush. So I I did the makeups. You look great. Thank you. I shaved. Uh, that was a first. And odd, uh, an odd movie to choose to shave for. Uh, <laughs> I almost did the McConaughey shave the head, <laughs> keep the beard. Yes. Uh, and then just pack on some grease. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, happy to be here. Thank we are, you. We are so glad to have you and, and sorry to have subjected this movie, you to this movie. You You should be. Yeah. Hey, it definitely. was harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it was better than I remembered it. Oh, wow. So, okay, we'll yeah. get into it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of remembering it, um, Tobin, you and I saw it together in a movie theater with Dad, is my recollection. We did. I believe we did. It being sort of um, benignly action y and Christian Bale uh, and a movie, it was something that sort of hit some boxes that the three of us could go to together. Um, <laughs> Joe, did you see this movie before yesterday? <laughs> okay. So yes, I have. I only know that because I remembered the part where they're reenacting star Wars for all the kids. Mm. That is the one part of this movie that I remembered. <laughs> so I know I've seen it before, but the rest of it was a complete brand new movie. <laughs> 
experience. Uh, no, nothing else about this movie stuck in my head except, oh, that's cool. They're, they're telling them Star Wars. That's cute. It's the yeah. best scene of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've seen it and uh, obviously left a huge impression. <laughs> a scene about another movie altogether. We need to explain, I think, Island to why we are talking about a movie. Yes, please. That's yes, not you do bio. need to explain yourself. <laughs> With no women Virtually no women in front of the camera and virtually no women behind the camera. Because we uh, wanted to sh- demonstrate how terrible of a choice, better <laughs> choices that is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It does throw into sharp relief all the other movies we've done, even the sure. ones that have not been very good. Um, yeah. So uh, in the, I think it was the uh, uh, neighbor, the uh, Mr. Rogers. What's the name? Uh, oh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. In our Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood episode, in the plot description, I referenced Matthew Reese as everyone's second favorite Welshman. And we just kept talking through the rest of the, of the episode. We never and never explained that. To other not that, people. No. Got it. Not, yes. Not that there was some giant uproar among our fans demanding to know who everyone's <laughs> first favorite Welshman was. But I had thought we would talk about it in that episode. And then since we didn't, we decided that we needed to we needed to do an extra episode in the middle of Just July. Just to make it clear that my favorite Welshman is Christian Bale in the late 90s. Right. right. Late, late 90s vintage Christian Bale. Got it. Um, I'm not, I don't, we, we would have to go through the archives to find which years I was technically a, an active member of the fan club, a dues paying member of the fan club. Um, I am no longer uh, (laughs) in my brain or my heart, but, uh, but it was a very special time. And I think reign of fire sort of nods to the end of that time. Sure. sure. You know, it is, it has burned all down, if you will. It's Uh, a sweet farewell to your, your crush. That's nice. It, It is, it is a year or two, prior three years before um he becomes batman right. and that then i think is a whole then other sort of stretch of his career yeah. um so this is this is the tail this is the tail end of something the tail end. <laughs> <laughs> it's true and so we decided that we would in july do a movie with christian bale directed by a woman which is going to be portrait of a lady we're going to do it at the end of the at the end okay. of the um uh, month, but that in the meantime we would revi- we would revisit a movie that we saw together that we had planned to do when we originally were going to do a podcast about bad movies. This was one of the movies on our list to do, and so I bought the DVD. <laughs> so, uh, damn it, I was going to use it. We would have invited you back too, Joe. Yeah, but I would happened, hope so. I certainly would hope so. So. And with the pattern you're establishing now, I would be on every episode of the Bad Movie Podcast <laughs> since I come to talk about all the bad movies. You didn't watch Barbed Wire. No, I did not, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, we didn't bring you out of that one. Oh, God, yeah, that's right. That was rough. That was yeah. rough. That was rough. Okay, um, so this is this is a personal movie, a personal yeah. choice. That's this, nice. is a, this is a touchstone. For this us. Is, this <laughs> is a, yeah, Team Addington. Um, <laughs> this is. Yeah. Right. Well, I, honestly, I'm a few episodes behind on the contenders. So I, when you told me what movie we were watching, I thought, what has happened in the 
three, four episodes that I haven't listened to that now we're talking about <laughs> Reign of Fire. Yeah. So this makes a lot more sense. That's the story. That's the story. <laughs> <laughs> Tobin, will you give us two bits of history on this fantastic film? Now, for some reason, there is no New York Magazine oral history of Reign of Fire. I I, I kind of <laughs> hope there will be someday because I'm so curious how this movie came about. Two of the screenwriters have no other credits, <laughs> just this movie. So I, I'm just it's, it's just kind of fascinating. Um, Even but, since the movie came out, yes. sorry to interrupt. Nothing. Even since one and done. They're, yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so here are my two bits of film history. The movie was filmed in Ireland. Uh, but for some scenes, they, they had to scrap some scenes because of quarantine restrictions, because they were battling an outbreak of foot and mouth disease that was sweeping across Europe. Um, so there's some kind of having been in Ireland in 2001. You might have been there as they were wow. shooting this movie. Stop it. Let me look through my pictures. You <laughs> might be patient zero for a foot and mouth outbreak. <laughs> yes. So from one quarantine to another, uh, we have we have Reign of Fire. Um, the other is that there was a Reign of Fire video game mm. and that you could choose to be either the humans trying to survive or the dragons trying to wipe out humanity. Love it. Um, you can find videos uh, like two YouTube videos of the ga gameplay online and it looks not great, but but it's not a bad idea <laughs> to choose at the beginning. Do you want to be burning everybody up or trying to kill the dragons? I think that's actually not a bad. That's not a bad hook. I did find one of those videos uh, of gameplay earlier today. And yeah, it's uh, eye opening. What <laughs> <laughs> what 2002 video games look like, what uh crappy 2002 video games yeah. look like i mean it's sort of like common knowledge that you know the licensed video game based on a movie coming out is usually not your top of the line uh Unless game of the year golden eye it's gonna yeah yeah right golden eye the oh, rare exception GoldenEye. yep <laughs> my my eight-year-old will, will we've been doing a lot of uh hiking uh to get out of the house and burn off some energy and he, very often we'll be on a hike and i'll say dad can you tell me more stories about golden eye <laughs> <laughs> that is great yeah it's this mythical thing it is right you know. right oh that's amazing <laughs> i would say never show it to him <laughs> because <laughs> yes it's not gonna hold up to whatever is in his mind of yeah. how fantastic oh, this video game is point. yeah anyway <clears throat> anyway we digress well, Indeed. we did to avoid talking about <laughs> Rain of Fire. Rain of fire. <laughs> oh, that's me. Right. God damn it. Um, Aislinn, could you take us through the, the brief list of ladies in charge, women involved in major roles in uh, Rain of Fire? I'd be happy to. Actors, Isabella Skorupko and Alice Krieg. <laughs> Producers, Rebecca Rudd and Lily Finney Zanuck. <laughs> Casting, Priscilla John and Marsha Ross. <laughs> and costume design, Joan Bergen. <laughs> I liked the costumes. 
the costumes <laughs> hold on hold on hold on because i need to make sure i'm get before i lead you astray i have something to say about the costumes hold on something sorry to something to say the costume designer joan bergen mm-hmm. uh she designed the the costumes on the tutors okay uh she did the prestige like is that the christian bale one yes okay the Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale movie. Um, not all great, great things, but like, but things. Then the casting directors, one of them was a casting director for Clueless. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So wow. anyway. Curious. <laughs> Working history. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, Joe. The costumes, just while we're on that, the all the kids were in like blue mm-hmm. burlap, right? And then the adults were all sort of grayish, brownish, beigeish kind of a thing. J, that... J. Crew kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, it seemed right, like right. they had maybe more like leftovers of things that were created before. Oh. You know, interesting, I, mean, I think that's why there was more leather and things that could have lasted 20 years. Sure, 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 sure. Wow. Look at you, backstory. Yeah. I just think about <laughs> it. I, I also for the reign that, of like, Fireverse. Oh, why is there a cult here? But then isn't yeah. it that like blue is one of the more naturally occurring? I just feel like I remember learning that like, oh, we when we have indigo, we got, I don't know, making shit up. Yeah, that makes sense. But And hi- hiding from dragons, you know, you don't want to wear an orange or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. well, then they have the, like the black like all wraps and stuff for when they were going out. Yeah. I don't under, I have so many questions about like their plans. I hope you can answer them, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think producers, Rebecca Rudd and Lily Finizana could answer them. (laughs) Um, We could try. Speaking with our mother today, I did reassure her that she did not have to see it. Um, so could you tell us what the film was about, please? <laughs> sure. In a, in a post-apocalyptic future where the world has been ravaged by ash-eating dragons. <laughs> I mean, you just got to stop there. Uh, Christian Bale is keeping a small band of humans alive in some old castle in England. Matthew McConaughey shows up as a former American military officer leading a group of soldiers who jump from a helicopter piloted by our most central female character, played by Isabella Skorupko, in order to net and kill dragons. Dragons attack, people die, including a very young and very Scottish Gerard Butler. Our two future Academy Award winning actors have to learn to work together to use it in order to save the day and the future of humanity. That was nice, Tobin. Reign of Fire. That was much better written than the film. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, Gerard Butler. uh, I could not understand a word he was saying. And (laughs) that may be on me. Uh, Maybe I'm not a very worldly person. Uh, Growing up in Montana, you know, meet uh, people from different walks of life very often. But I... uh, what? What did he? What was his name? Who was he? What was he doing there? I, nothing. I got nothing from him. I mean, absolutely. I had to make sure that the um, captions were on. 
the subtitles were on the whole time. Um, from the jump, even the like voiceover at the beginning was speedy, like was fast. Mm. And then thinking of for in my like it sounded to my ear like, are we watching this at 1.5? Which would have been a great <laughs> idea, by the way. Yeah, not a bad idea. Um, <laughs> But like that was like at a clip. And then when they were talking, when they were drinking their moonshine and like having mm-hmm. for conversation, it was so fast. Like it was so fast. And I feel like accent on top of gibberish on top of speed was just too much. Um, and then he also spoke in the third person sometimes. So it was mm-hmm. hard to tell who wow. he was. Yeah, with, with the whip smart dialogue that they I just had to cram it all in. It's like Aaron Sorkin or the Gilmore Girls. You just gotta be talk, 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 talk as fast as you can just to get get it all in there. It was when 2002. A, when a dragon might be coming over the hillside at any moment, you gotta get it all out now. Because you never know when a beast might come from the sky. That's a good point. Or That's they only point. had a certain amount, like only had but so much budget for fake news and magazine uh, <laughs> pictures. Uh-huh. They, they had to talk faster to scroll over that. That could be. That could be. It, not- it, it, it's not an elegant uh, explanation <clears throat> of a world, but I do kind of like the world that they're, mm. I like the idea of the world that they're creating here that like dragons get unearthed and there are not many people left and they have to sort of, you know, fend for themselves and some kind of, and that, and that there's this military versus kind of agrarian conversation going on. It's not really a conversation. It's like they yell at each other a couple of times and then like, <laughs> let's go kill some dragons. Or well, like, also it's like American British, which to me is not enough of a difference. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. to like make it. Yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Like Matthew McConaughey and his friends show up. Oh, we're jumping way ahead, but they show up like like a G.I. Joe (laughs) team. Right. 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 And then they like, oh, Americans in a apocalyptic world. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's because the the Americans from the text. In the opening, it appears that the Americans were the ones who instigated the dropping of the nuclear weapons than other people did, too. So mm. that, like, exacerbated the whole issue of the dragons who, the dragons who kill the dinosaurs. Um, and and so it, I, I think that I'm not trying to justify no, <laughs> that but at all. I, I think that that's maybe the part of it. I think there's residual, oh, it's after, you know, the Americans have been t- too militaristic. Which sure. totally I would buy, right? Um, and Christian Bale was alive for like the real world. Like it's it hasn't right. sure that right. is something I may have missed. That that oh, it opens with the flashback. Right? Did they say what year that was? Was there a note on this? No, it was just he's a kid, and then we flash forward to the year twenty twenty. Which can here, I say? Here we are. Now. <laughs> <laughs> also, just because of the twenty twenty we're having, that I was well, like, oh, yeah, Drake. Yeah. A f- fundamental question I have is, which twenty twenty would you rather be in? Uh, I, I mean, mean I, I I would not be surprised if that happens later this year. <laughs> if 
Christian Bale's mom is digging her subway tunnel <laughs> and yes. digs into the lair of dragons, right? And another worker is harassing a child. Yeah. And says, hey, go the get kid in is that hole. there. Why yeah. is the kid allowed why to be he, there? Why did he go down the mine shaft uh, enclosed? So, like, that kind of space, underground spaces, are not my jam. No. Um, it's a construction site. You shouldn't have a child. <laughs> yeah, no. they never even say, hey, Christian, no. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing right, down here, son? Right. Like, there's, It's just like, oh, you're headed down? Yeah, hit the button on the elevator and it goes down. A hole, yeah. Mulder style. <laughs> I've been watching some X-Files in the quarantine. And gets gooped by a dragon. Yes. It comes out goopy. His eyes are red. Because of the oh goop. Oh, God. And then Which his I, mom dies right then. I, I, I would have been curious what that red eye thing had to do with anything. Like Probably one of the chemicals, right? But, but like, they, wouldn't it be cool if there was something about him and dragons later on that he's like, because he's like, he was the first one to get spit on by a dragon. Right. So he's like, he was part dragon or whatever. Yeah. Or, or that was the daddy dragon and he like remembered him. Yeah. Yeah. Some, something like that. I don't know. I'm trying, trying to pull something Just out of how to make this movie better. So yeah, they kill his mom right away. The, his mom is one of the first casualties. So he's the first one to encounter a dragon. Right. Right. Since the dinosaurs. Since the dinosaurs. Yep. And everyone else in the mine shaft dies that day. And then we immediately fast forward to they're living Today. in the 20. And he is some sort of leader mm-hmm. of this ragtag group. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of dissension happening. Mm-hmm. And Baldy so, oh. McGee, yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, but I can't tell if he's really in charge. You know what I mean? Or if there's yeah. just someone and... I mean, there's so many, so many questions. I guess let me when we when we do flat flash forward, fast forward to the main part of the movie, Christian Bale is <laughs> under he's underground again. He right. is in a mine. They're still digging, which doesn't seem like the best use of their time. Well, but I think the, <laughs> the, thing, the understanding is that like they and he, so the, yes, this is a fundamental thing I didn't get. <laughs> Their whole like prayer and everything is dig, 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 right? They can't get us underground. But Uh, they came from underground. So how does that make any sense? Okay. Wow. My mind is blown (laughs) out. That's why they're under. Okay. And presumably why he's partly in charge is because he learned from his mom after spending all the time in the mine in the middle of London. What, like, (laughs) how to mine or I guess they were. Do, do they were doing instruction, I guess, but yeah. Okay, so please edit that part out. I feel really stupid. Like now, I get it. Now I understand why. <laughs> All I could think during that scene was that he looked like Zoolander when Zoolander <laughs> goes back to visit his coal mining father and brothers. And it's like a fashion photo montage because he's in the tank top. He's all muscly and just dirty yes. enough. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, someone's with the, 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 
<laughs> yes. X Files for some, Zoolander for others. Yeah. We all have our touchdowns. <laughs> totally. Totally. So, okay. So now that you've put the pieces together, Isla, this this movie makes a lot more sense. <laughs> because wouldn't he have a complex about digging? Oh, you think? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it does not track. It does not track. No. But they're in a castle too, right? Like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're we're presumably because there. the castle wouldn't. Okay. So, yeah. Like I said, I'm kind of with the idea of the movie. I'm. I like that it's original. It's not a, based on a graphic novel. It's not like I like that. I like that someone said, "Oh, I have an idea for a movie. It's dragons and it's the future." And mm-hmm. like they're on a horse and on a tank and on a helicopter and fighting dragons. Like, okay, like sure, let's let's give that a try. <laughs> but um, uh, Ash, why? Do, how do the dragons consume Ash? Why do they consume Ash? What what? <laughs> so I presume they're living under the castle because you can't. If you if you the dragon blows fire at stone, it doesn't make ash. Right. If you live in a wooden structure, sure, blows, sure, it turns sure, into sure. ash, and then you're feeding the dragon. I I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't is it understand. Ash of all things, or <laughs> or just ash of like food and and human meat. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the dragons burn all of their crops. Which seems like it would be a huge problem for these people. And yeah. they just, uh, I think the Americans show up at that same point. So they just yep. sort of, oh, okay, we'll deal hmm. with no food, food later. later. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if the, and if the, it, look, I, well, I guess what I'm saying is I think you could have just abandoned the ash eating bit entirely yep. and it would not yep. have made, it, w- it would have cleared up a few things, <laughs> if nothing else. And also, because, the, okay, so if, if I am keeping the world, alive the humanity alive from dragons i'm just going to have a bunch of tomato plants out in a field somewhere like i thought well i i guess i i thought those were somebody else's no that's the crops that they keep talking crops? about that's um, their crops yeah that's the whole commune easy? like is it what is they're easy like don't well, aren't tomatoes any like no, yeah, less I'm not objecting to I'm not objecting to them making ketchup. Like that's whatever they want to do. My, my <laughs> thing is like my thing is like the if if the dragons eat ash, you're giving them something to burn and you're leaving it just out. Like the yeah, rest of the right. landscape is desolate. So like you know hydroponic growing like you're underground. Like get some lights and like you know grow some tomato plants underground or some shit. I don't know. It, it, this is it, the, the movie immediately falls apart in terms as, as at any kind of logical level yes. as they just are piling cool quote unquote imagery into the thing as opposed to like building out this world that could be kind of interesting. That could be there could be something to it. And so I spend my whole time like trying to figure that shit out and it doesn't make any difference. No, no. <laughs> And then Matthew McConaughey me. shows up. Yes. And so in terms of, you're a writer, uh, in terms of <laughs> like an arc or, um, you know, uh, any any good like character work, um, he comes in and we assume that he's, based on context, that he's an arrogant, militaristic self-involved like american 
you know, right. I'm going to survive. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. He's yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that turns out to be exactly who he is. <laughs> and Surprise. he gets eaten by a dragon. Now we do hope that some of whatever weaponry he had at that moment is part of what brings the dragon down, but it wasn't like a heroic. He didn't learn death. anything. Is that what you're asking? Like, That's what I'm saying, right? Like there's just, yeah. it was just like, here's the surface and this is all that we're giving you. Right. Uh-huh. He uh-huh. had a lot of fun doing it. It looks like. And uh, honestly, like, his plan makes a lot of sense. Like, because <laughs> they say like all the all the dragons are female except for one, and he's going to go after the one male dragon, and therefore right. the dragons will go extinct eventually. And when they get there to London, and there's yeah. a there's a whole mess of dragons. I don't know what the plural of dragon would be, but there's a whole flock. <laughs> And they're all like this size. Dragons, yes. Then and there's one this size. So like it wasn't even like finally figuring out which one the male was. Right. It's probably the big one. Yeah. Over yeah. Who's eating the other dragons? So that's another great. plan. Another plan, just let them eat each other. Yes. And then you don't um, have to worry about I I just was found it. Uh, insane that this movie features one human woman and then they don't even bother with the female dragons. They're like, oh, don't worry about <laughs> exactly. the lady dragons. No. They don't oh, matter. That's not, that's not. Let's, they didn't even have the respect. Let's get the man dragon right. in they here. They didn't have the respect of lady dragons. Him. He calls her a bitch over and it, over again. It's not yeah. even like, like you, the, there's a version of the movie that I don't think is is much better in this, in this way, <laughs> but where they're after the queen. Right, like right. you invert yeah, the beams thing. Yeah, wouldn't that make like a, a lot more sense? <laughs> and I and I, I I don't know I don't know, but I'm wondering if some producer or some writer, someone was like, I have an idea. What if we flip that and it's not a queen, but there's like one male and all and these, he's super you know, virile. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. And then we're like, right. we're 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 not doing alien aliens, right? Like we're flipping the script <laughs> on aliens. Yes, I. Wouldn't you think that, like, I so just raised her hand just for <laughs> for everybody who can't see our our video call. The visual thing tripped me up for a second. Um, I, I didn't know we're supposed to be raising our hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, it's a habit. Um. <laughs> okay, if there are eggs, and they. <laughs> I love this conversation. And We're talking more about this movie than anybody who made the movie there. What was described to me by Matthew McConaughey was that the male dragon like flies over and just unloads <laughs> on thousands of unfertilized eggs right. wouldn't right. that mean that there was somewhere where there were a whole bunch of eggs that could be destroyed or or baby dragons i'm sorry that i'm advocating for killing baby dragons but like baby dragons that could be you know taken out before they were giant and scary yeah yeah that's another way they could have done it <laughs> Hey, I have an idea. What if maybe, maybe the what I took to be um, 
unignited f- dragon fuel that splatters Christian Bale in the eyes at the opening of this movie was actually not dragon fuel, but was instead <laughs> dragon seminal, fuel. Seminal, <laughs> seminal fluid. Wow. Because <laughs> then... What would that do? To you? Like then, is he like not just psychologically, but like now he's got like dragon sperm in his eyes. Like a, he could be turning into a dragon this whole time. Like there's all kinds of things you could do with that. No, okay. I mean, he was a kid, so that creeps me out a little. That idea. Um, I, I feel enough. like. I feel like the Matthew McConaughey character would love to talk to you about that and like could talk <laughs> endlessly yes. about dragon seminal fluid. I I, I do not doubt. I and do not he, doubt. he did talk endlessly about how they got to England in the first place. Is that important? I, I really sort of zoned out when he was during his monologue about, oh, we came over at this date and we dropped this bomb and we did, uh, like, did any of that matter or make sense or was... I mean, I, st- I was on Christian Bale's side a little bit of like, I don't believe you. How did you fly through the air that far? Mm. There's dragons everywhere. Well, and then, the- magic hour. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, we didn't... Magic oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, wow. Magic so hour. Then Matthew McConaughey tells everyone else that the dragons can see well during the day. They can see really well at night. But in between, they can't see so good. I guess. <laughs> the, the most beautiful light of the day, mm-hmm. they have a hard time. The sunset's so pretty. Because it's not dark and it's not light. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, yeah. And it was just too bad that the title, the Twilight Saga, was already taken. Mm. Well, again, you see the people sitting around, people who who have not really thought about this world at all. And it's like, what's the and because they, they're film people, because we that that's exactly. a film that's term, what they call right? It magic hour, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And so and so they're like, oh, let's, what if it was during magic hour? And then you use that dialogue in the movie. It makes no sense. <laughs> they used it. They used it. They did and, use it. And did any. Any part of this movie looked like it was filmed at Magic Hour. Like, that's what film people say. We're going to get the best natural lighting. It's going to look gorgeous. Everything's going to be perfect. We have this really narrow window. But it, that didn't, we didn't see that in the movie, right? It was just sort of gray on brown on brown on more brown on gray. It looked, it looked as though a greased up Matthew McConaughey walked too close to the lens part early in the movie, <laughs> smeared it with some goo, and they shot the rest of the movie through the goo. That's what it looked like. Oh my gosh, you know who's amazing at finding that light? Is Tobin Addington. Uh, when we were filming his uh, master's thesis film, we were on magic hour morning and night. Um, some of yeah. us made... Uh, a brilliant jokes that it was the only 17 minute movie with five sunrises and four sunsets. <laughs> <laughs> Always hitting that magic. And it looked beautiful. And like it that. was gorgeous. And you know what? No dragons. No dragons. Dragons didn't bother us the whole shoot. I mean, it was, it was great. If I had one critique of your thesis film, it would be <laughs> no, no not, enough not enough dragons. Yeah. Holy moly. Oh my um, goodness. So before we move past this, this. Yeah. 
I'd like never, to, never moving past this. <laughs> I'd like to talk for to pause here in the midst to talk for a moment about where this movie falls in Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey's oofus, please, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, respectively and respectfully. Because one of the things that I think is interesting about this movie is that no one talks about it. And you have two Oscar winning, eventual Oscar winning actors Mm -hmm. in this movie and that it has not like found any kind of resurgence is like a beat, a dumb B movie on HBO max or whatever that will play. Like, it's just weird to me that nobody, nobody discusses this movie. Um, the same. So uh, Christian Bale had three movies come out the year he made this, the year this movie came out 2002. Wow. Mm-hmm. One of them was Laurel Canyon, uh, which is, uh, okay. uh, which is directed by Lisa Chilodenko. It's another movie we could do as a Christian Bale movie directed <laughs> by a woman. The same goddamn year. It's a great movie. Francis McDormand is wonderful in it. Um, uh, but this, but the, if this feels to me in in um, Christian Bale's filmography, like we're, we have American Psycho in two thousand, you have Shaft after that, Captain Corelli's Mandolin. <laughs> Joe, can you give us? Can you give us? There's a line I think of all the time. I do, do you, too. Do you, do, you, do you remember that line? And could you give us a little bit of that line? I was looking for lemony. <laughs> what? The other one is, you'll come back for me, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to college with you two. And I know that because Tobin would say it so much. I I, it comes to my mind. Joe's version of Penelope Cruz and Captain Crowley's mandolin, that line repeats in my brain at least once a month. (laughs) Often more than that. I don't know why, but it has really stuck with me. I do have to say, though though you're right that it's not like discussed, you know, blah, 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 all the things you just said. Um, I do need to point out, I believe there is a How Did This Get Made episode. Oh, of really? Rain of Fire. Oh, um, so that makes at sense. Least that, that tracks. Some fun people are talking about it. That that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, th- this is the this feels like Christian Bale not quite knowing what to do at this time. Like I'm going to try uh, to be a villain in a in a in an action movie in Shaft. I'm going to try and be in a like a indie movie by this uh, you know up and coming female director. I'm going to try this dragon thing, and then gets Batman a few years later, and everything then. You know, moves into a different like thing for him, right? Like it becomes blockbuster man. Um, so anyway, I thought that was kind of that was kind of interesting. Island, do you remember when you became like what was the movie for you that was the Christian Bale turn the lights on Christian Bale movie? I do, I do. Um, and we discussed it briefly on uh, the Little Women podcast, but happy uh-huh. to do it again. Um, <laughs> that I went to that in the I think probably the same theater. Um, several mm-hmm. years earlier and I hadn't read the book. I wasn't at that time a, a little woman fan necessarily. I mean, I've always been a fan of little women, but, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, um, he played Lori in that, uh, production. And there's a particularly a moment where he's like looking up at Winona Ryder and he has the book in his hand and it's so cute. Um, so that's when I fell hard yeah. and then soon after that discovered newsies which had come out a couple of years prior and started watching that non-stop and then my affection for christian bale coincided with our household getting the internet and so um hence the fan club uh, yeah. um, hence, wow. right. 
the, you know, I could print out pictures of his face and various. Um, and you and you did. And I did. And then <laughs> shortly after, he sort of started doing more kind of adult things. And then, you know, there were movies he was in I couldn't see and blah, blah. And then he got mean. I mean, this movie, Rain of Fire is only eight years after Little Women. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But 18 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe, what about you? Do you, remember, do you remember when you first were introduced to Christian Bale? Oh, it was 100% Newsies. That movie was a formative uh, film for young gay Joe in Montana. <laughs> Couldn't put my finger on why, but yeah, looking yeah. back. Uh, yeah, definitely that. Um, and I remember he's also in Empire of the Sun. Yes. As an, as, but even younger than Newsies. Much. So, yeah, I think this dragon thing falls in like this sort of awkward, awkward adolescence of his career. I mean, <laughs> yes. like right. well bef- said. Before legitimate star and right. after sort of child actor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, like you said, he's just sort of floundering around. What, who am I? What do I do? Right, it's like it's the flailing. I, I love adolescence, the late adolescence of his mm-hmm. acting career for sure. Yeah, totally, that makes perfect sense. Tobin, what about you? <laughs> I saw him in a um, there's a TV movie version of Treasure Island where he's the lead, plays Jim Hawkins in Treasure Island. <laughs> and I was a big Treasure Island. This is a Charlton Heston, is the um, is uh, Long John Silver. Um, and I was a two parter, it would air over two nights. Um, and yeah. I, I was, I had read the book in like fifth grade or whatever. I was, I, I was, I, and I love pirates, like it was, it was my pirates was a big thing, yeah. And and then in high school, um, it was then seeing uh, seeing him in Newsies, Swing Kids, and Henry V. And it was like, oh, this is this, yeah, it's in all these things that I that I love. Um, so that's I, I had a, I had a, a different appreciation of him than Island did, uh, <laughs> and perhaps Joe, but I but I appreciated him nonetheless. Um, okay, so Matthew McConaughey comes to this movie. So if Matthew McConaughey made this movie today. I feel like the how, how would how do you think it would be different if Matthew McConaughey played this role today? I think if possible, he would take it even more seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think you might be right. I think you might be right. I feel like there would be a um he uh, he's not mm, my favorite performance of Matthew McConaughey's is in Magic Mike, where he he's feels amazing. He's amazing, he's so good, and he feels that's in my in my mind. That's where I imagine what they imagine he won his Oscar for, and and he's he knows exactly how the movie is playing off his star persona, and mm-hmm. you know, like uh, he understands everything about yeah. his 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 instrument, as they say, and the <laughs> you know how the, how the movie's built around him, all that kind of stuff, and I feel like that's what this is missing. That sense mm-hmm. of like he's not playing off any sense of himself. He's just like, I'm just going to play every scene just as it's written here. And like, there's no, there, I, I feel like there could, there could be a little bit more playfulness in it. I don't know. Is that crazy? Mm. No, it, like there's no reason this is Matthew McConaughey in this role. This like the way it's being done, the way it's written, this could be anybody else. And like, like you asked, you know, what if he were doing it today? I think it would be a little more interesting in that he's, older so yeah. maybe there's this sort of 
grizzled war veteran, mm-hmm. you know, leaning more towards Marlon Brando apocalypse now than Robert Duvall apocalypse now. Uh, you know, they're <laughs> right, right. Like if they cast the Christian Bale role as, you know, someone in their late twenties, early thirties, mm-hmm. and then McConaughey comes in as sort of the seen it all, you know, grizzled army guy. Right. Right. Um, maybe it would be more interesting. I like remake. that. I think that's right. Remake. We're doing yes. a remake. <laughs> a remake. Um, so who, wait, who Brad do we cast Pitt as the young as what? the old as Matthew McConaughey? It could be Brad Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> You doing okay, Matthew McConaughey? So in the remake, Brad Pitt is in it instead of Matthew McConaughey. Okay, we all talked over each other. It got confusing. Okay, and then someone (laughs) young and like, like with some star juice, but not a lot. So I'm thinking like. Like a Josh Hutcherson, where it's like he had the Hunger Games, and then nothing happened. Mm. I, I'm trying to imagine Josh Hutcherson leading a band of of survivalists after the Dragon Apocalypse, and I cannot imagine anyone less <laughs> to lead. He could them. play the kid at the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> oh, or like Villager Number Three, or whatever. Or the kid at the end that. Like, oh, if France calls, tell him you're in charge or whatever. Right. Yeah, there you go. He's, yeah. he's busy. Yeah. His, <laughs> yeah. like the population. Yeah. Right. That was uh, uh, another question in my notes here. Like, Christian Bale just, just puts this kid in charge while he's out of town. Like, there are other adults, right? And no, he's like, no, you. <laughs> 16-year-old, you take over. And even at the end, he gives he like yeah, he just that's what said, I'm I said like because it worked out so well for him as a child. And again, that could be an interesting thing to explore. He had to become the leader of this group at 16 or whatever. Like right. that could be okay, cool. Like, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, indeed. So Brad Pitt, Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> Rain of fire. In this remake, are we allowing women to be in it, or are we <laughs> That's sticking, a point. Could we make, sticking straight okay, to the? If Matthew, if we recast it with women, who would oh, play Matthew? Who would play Sam? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh, um, my go-to for like the badass uh, grouchy would be Viola Davis. We um, love her on this podcast. I the shit Everyone does. You, if you don't love her, you're a fool and that's you should be afraid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Who do we cast as the younger then? Mm. Oh boy. Mm. As a, as a kind of uh, as we're thinking, this highlights how um, that cl- that basic change there elevates this movie a million <laughs> times. Like not even Viola Davis, but I think she would be perfect. But just having these characters be women is yeah. a whole other whole other movie. Yeah, totally. Also, a uh, Michelle Rodriguez, of course, if uh-huh. it was younger. Um, what if the younger you could cast cast? Oh, you couldn't get her these days. But um, Florence Pugh <laughs> as the younger. Ooh, yes. She's great. My mind went to Emily Blunt 
who we've seen in some action films. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Or Emma Roberts. If you want, like, young, young. Yeah. I don't know how yep. old she is. I feel like she's perpetually 22. It's because of all the <laughs> all the Ryan Murphy stuff, right? She's, isn't she always Ooh, playing high school? You know who I meant? Who? Emma Watson. That's that's what I thought you oh, meant. But I would, but I wouldn't do that to her. <laughs> Although she would, she would make it cool, probably. Yeah, yeah. In any case, it's true. I like this version. I like this version better. Um, okay, be, uh, before I know, I, I maybe I maybe I'm wrong. I feel like Iceland's itching to get to the game, but we should talk about the the women in the movie. Sure. <laughs> maybe just for a minute. Maybe we don't have to spend any more time with them than the movie does. Oh. So, so for a minute and a half, um, uh, I can feel the movie mm-hmm. reaching behind itself to pat itself on the back really hard for having the pilot of the helicopter be a woman. I can True. feel the, the self-congratulatory. And yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad choice. Like, that's I'm glad they had a woman in the movie somewhere who did something. <laughs> <laughs> but my god there's there is a sense of like uh uh it, it, you know it's its own sense of its own progressiveness comes shining mm-hmm. through in the in that like in that he character. trusts this woman with his life what right wait she does what yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but she's lovely. also the memory keeper right that pissed me right. off because that right. i felt like She's also our secretary. Right. She's, again, so even in this world, there is a second shift where she is the right. pilot. And then she's also the one making right. sure that no one is forgotten or the nostalgia or caring and doing the, domest- the domestic unpaid care work in some way. Right, 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 right. right, right. <sighs> where I think that would be a cool job for a random 13 year old who wasn't doing anything else (laughs) (laughs) write shit down do you think that this character was written as a man and how far into production did they get Mm. before they realized wait a minute we don't have a single woman in this movie somebody's wife read the script and was like uh she's also kind of a love interest but not but not really. It's not a huge part of the movie. Yeah, the I just wonder. The like the character's name is Alex Jensen. Yeah, right. They didn't even change the name. They nope. just yeah. nope. Yeah, very... put, a, put a blonde ponytail in there. Yep. <laughs> yep. The other um, uh, featured woman performer, <laughs> who I think plays the woman who runs away at the beginning with the people you know like there's a there's a band at the beginning that goes and gets burned up in the in the mm-hmm. um or almost oh, gets right burned like up. the folks yeah. who are gonna leave and go hunt and, right yeah okay right and she she plays she ends up she plays the borg queen later in her career for those of you <gasps> star trek folks okay and that's the second star trek piece <laughs> because raised her hand again and then joe raised his hand the communication guy for the Christian Bale side uh-huh. Uh-huh. is um, the doctor on Deep Space Nine. Oh, right, right, yeah. Which was going, which had been over at this point, right? That show was done by now. Yes, because we watched it when we lived in the same house and ate right, waffles right. on Saturday right. nights. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> so I thought Alice Krieg was his mother at the beginning. Oh, yes, that must be right. Yes, is she in a name dual is, role. <laughs> her, her name is Karen Abercrombie. Yes, yes, yes. 
you're right. She plays the mom. That's right. That's right. Okay, because I recognized yeah, yeah. her there, and yep. then I didn't see another woman until the helicopter well, right. lady showed up. You're right. Okay. That's my, my and mistake. I know yep. there were some background actors, uh, <laughs> but on, honestly, like it was absurd. Where did no, all they the gave kids us enough from? women to prove that there could be kids, and that was it. I suppose yeah. so. Yeah. 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 I, for, uh, for a split second, I thought some part of it was the dragons had killed all the women. <laughs> like, well, that's absurd. Also, Why would they make a movie like that? I mean, crazy, <laughs> but but interesting. All the female dragons killed all killed the female. All the... Right. It's right. a pheromone Why? thing. We don't know. <laughs> Neither does the movie. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, jeez. Oh, All right. Speaking of women being superior. Yes. You please. don't want to play a game? Desperately. Absolutely. Uh, this game is called Use It or Lose It. <laughs> a trivia game about time and expiration. <laughs> So, okay. I will ask you each uh, true or false questions, and um, we'll see how many points everyone gets. So the questions, each question has one person answering it, and mm-hmm. then in the case of a tie, I do have a bonus. So, Tobin. Yes. True or false? Campbell's Soup. <laughs> Let me start again. <laughs> Campbell soup has something True. in common regardless of flavor. <laughs> they are all shelf stable for five years from the canning date. True or false? False. You are correct. The little I know about uh, food safety from when I helped run a food pantry, um, I know at least things with tomatoes expire much sooner than, or like have a shorter past expiration life so like two years even just five. That, yeah. um okay so one point for tobin joe <laughs> true or false diet coke cans have an expiration date oh my gosh this is embarrassing i drink 16 of them a day <laughs> so they never expire on you does a sell i think there's a sell by date but i don't think there's an expiration date and I don't know if those are the same thing. So I will say they do not have an expiration date. Oh, I'm sorry. They do. Oh, it's damn. on the bottom. And when we yeah, order I know it, where the sell-by date is. my mom will look up on the bottom to see if her Diet Coke has expired. Wow. Wow. I'm wow. ashamed. Yes. True or false. The statute of limitations for trespassing in Oregon is two years. Okay, um, I just am, just got that these questions have to do with things that would have expired by the time the, dine, the the dragons are here. It's like, how long will the can of soup last? Will it last all the way to the dragon? Is that what this is about? I mean, they're all use it or lose it questions, yes. All right, okay, yeah, okay, I got it. Oh, got it, okay, okay. And I just got that this game is not about women being superior. <laughs> because... <laughs> It's like Campbell's soup, Diet Coke. Where where is this going? Okay. Trespassing. Okay. You say trespassing, (laughs) statute of limitations, two years in Oregon. Mm -hmm. True. I'm sorry. 
It's not six years. Uh, six oh, years. Good. good to know. I mean, that's good. That's good. Joe. Yeah. In uh, Fairbanks, Alaska, has a full twenty-four hours of daylight on the summer solstice. True or false? Do you mean like True. sun up the whole time or daylight? Daylight. True. False 22 hours. Oh, it really yes. depends on where you are in the state. It ranges from 22 to 19 and a half. Totally. So they do have magic hours still during <laughs> that time. Right. Yeah, but they have like weeks and weeks of magic hour. Oh my gosh. Well, but kill all the dragons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if that's a good point. We'd all just move to where the magic hour was. There's a movie in Alaska. Shit. <laughs> Viola Davis, Josh Hutcherson. Alaska. 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 <laughs> yes. Bononucleosis is called the kissing disease in part because it can be passed from person to person for as long as 18 months after symptoms subside. False? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. That's true. Wow. Wow. 18, like a year and a half? Mm hmm. Holy shit. Okay. So they don't know for sure, but that's what's been reported. Like, that's the longest it's been reported. So I don't think it's oh, likely. No. Also, I have always wanted mono, but that's another story. <laughs> Joe, true or false? <laughs> uh, media such as CDs and DVDs can be played up to 5,000 times before wearing out. I think it's true that they wear out. So I will say true. False. It's not about the number. It's about the environment. So if kept <laughs> clean and you know what I mean? Like in a good, you know, in perfect, in under condition. perfect circumstances, they won't degrade. Oh, this is all according to the internet, obviously. So am I right in thinking that between the two of us, we've got one correct one question? <laughs> correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just check it. Just check it. Towen. True or false? The most expensive bottle of champagne ever sold was sold for just over $2 million. False. That is true. Um, and it's not because of the wine. It's because the bottle has <laughs> white gold and crystal embellishments. I feel like they could use that as the next uh, Oceans movie. Yes. Okay. Oh, the, the, the most expensive bottle of champagne. Um, Joe, this is your final question. Good. If you get it right, you tie. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. No pressure. True or false? Experts say that chewing gum can sit in your stomach or is likely to sit in your stomach for 10 years before being digested. True or false? <sighs> These are so tricky. I think that's an old wives' tale, so I will say false. You are correct. Whoa! But the old wives' tale that I always heard of seven years was what I found when I looked. So you got it right. You got the so point. Seven years is true. That's what I. That's what the Ten internet said. Ten years is not okay. <laughs> so I'm so excited um, that it is a tie, one to one. Those were hard. Those are tough. I have a bonus. So, yes, you tied. You're both winners. But let's do the bonus question just for fun. <laughs> let's do it. Now, 
I'm wondering if, because we can see each other, I can ask for one of you to take your headphones off. I'll ask the question. We'll do it the other so you're not influenced by each other's answers. Okay. 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 So, okay. Who, who goes so, first? Um, Tobin will go first because he's okay. next to play. So, if, Joe, if you could take your earbuds out. We didn't tell him what the signal would be to come back. <laughs> can you hear us? And you can't okay. hear me talking right now? Okay, great. Tobin. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, cosmetics uh, have do... Uh, hmm. <laughs> cosmetics have listed their um, shelf life mm-hmm. uh, on each product. Okay. So I'm going to give you three products. You tell me okay. which last you give, put them in order from longest okay. lasting to shortest. Okay. 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 Ready? Okay. Yep. Mascara, concealer, lip gloss. Concealer. Wait, wait. Longest or shortest? Mm-hmm. Uh, concealer, lip gloss, mascara. Okay. Don't tell me because I have to write. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Did you write that down? Do you have that marked for me? Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna take mine off. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, Joe. Welcome to the this bonus question. This looks really difficult. Tobin was thinking really hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, as you may or may not know, cosmetics products have um, an expiration listed. They're only meant to be used for a certain amount of time. Okay. Uh, I will give you three products. Please put them in order from longest lasting to shortest lasting. Okay, interesting. And those I th- grew up with two brothers and I'm married to a man, so this should be. <laughs> but you've really been in great. showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just realized Tobin doesn't have to have his headphones off. He already answered the question. <laughs> Okay. I don't want him influencing my answer. Sounds I got to win this on my own merit. Okay, so longest lasting to shortest. Your longest three products are okay. mascara, concealer, lip gloss. Okay. Longest lasting concealer, then lipstick or lip gloss, then mascara. Okay. Mascara expires the fastest, right? Okay. That's what I want to say. I, I understand your answer. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, here's the deal. You are equally matched in this game. You both got oh. it right. All three. Yay. We got it right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Concealer is 12 to 18 months. Lipstick is uh, one year. And mascara is only three months, which means most of us are wearing mascara that is much too old. Wow. Totally. I couldn't, uh, I could not see a clear winner. You're both winners. It just means Joe has to come back. Yeah, that's it. We, we have to rematch. We did tell Joe that he could pick the next movie. Yeah. Oh, so. finally. Yeah, you two are in for it. I got to think of the worst movie. But the one that you just enjoy, right? Oh, yeah. The, only I like it, and you two will be miserable. Oh, awesome. Just kidding. Not miserable. It's fun. Even watching, even watching bad movies is fun. I don't know if this is even worth doing, but it's in the outline. So I will say this is the time in our podcast when we decide 
if this movie is progressive or regressive, is this, is this a step forward or a step back for fearless women in front of and behind the camera? <laughs> Joe is our guest. Wow. What are your thoughts? Wow. Uh, um, uh, for a movie that has, uh, let's just say, zero women in front of the camera, um, it, it, it's very much a step back. I don't like they just they don't even recognize the fact that women exist. So it's, <laughs> it's a it's very very negative in that aspect. But there's nothing like purposefully taking women backward. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's just so confusing. There's like, <laughs> it's like describing uh, nothing. It's, <laughs> I'm sweating now. You put me we've in the, broken. like, clearly. We've, we've broken clearly joke. this movie is a step back. I don't want to say it's not, but it's like a <laughs> step into a negative realm. I don't even understand where the question makes no sense. It's true. The uh, question in this case makes no sense. Tobin? <clears throat> yeah, not a step forward. Uh, I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would. I think because I thought it would be truly terrible. And I don't think it was quite bad enough to be te- terrible. I mean, I liked some of the, I like the, I like some of the, even though I couldn't understand uh, Gerard Butler, I like some of the chemistry between him and Christian Bale. Like there's, I love that Star Wars scene. I thought that was a great idea. And, a, and they, clear, I think they had fun with it. And um, it's not good by any stretch. Um, and I and I especially not when it comes to the uh, the lens through which that we view this movie and hopefully think about movies in general in terms of being uh, more equitable, especially behind the camera, but also in front of the camera. Um, so no, not not a step forward and not good at all. I don't want to make that I want to make that very clear, <laughs> but not as much of a bummer to watch as I thought it would be. Isla. Well put. I, you know, of course, agree. If you look at our, the criteria by which we typically look at films, there is kind of, as Joe uh, answered, no place for this. The the question is N-A. The answer (laughs) N-A. Yeah, exactly. It is N slash A. Um, And just there's a complete lack of intentionality or character anywhere for, for any women in this, in this movie. So, No. That is not why you should watch this movie, right. but kind of like like you both were saying, it's also not why you shouldn't watch this movie, right? It's not aggressively. I mean, it is misogynistic just in the way that it is, but it's not um, it's not glorifying glorifying violence against women. Right. <laughs> so I guess I'll give it credit right. there. I <laughs> was on the poster. That quote was on the poster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I certainly look forward to getting back to our mission at hand. And so, um, and we will in less than normal time and in, in a mere two weeks, Tobin, what, uh, remind us what we'll be talking about next. As we talked about at the beginning of the episode, this is our Christian Bale late nineties appreciation, uh, uh, season, uh, and early two thousands. Like, no, we don't appreciate him in this movie. We appreciate him in the other movie. We're going to watch <laughs> the portrait of a lady by Jane Campion, uh, with starting Nicole Kidman on the, tw- uh, we'll drop that episode on the 28th of July. This is not portrait of a lady on fire. Uh, the French movie that you can find on Hulu right now. That's amazing, which we will do someday. Um, this is the, the, the portrait of a lady from, from the nineties. Um, and, uh, yeah, so check that out, and uh, we'll we'll talk more Christian Bale at the end of the month on July 28th. 
Uh, Joe, do you want to be found online? And if so, where can people find you? No, not really. I've given up <laughs> on social media and most of humanity. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Islan, what, what about you? Um, you know how I feel about uh, <laughs> Twitter and the like, but I am still there. I post dog stuff on Fridays. Um, Very cute. Uh, so you can find uh, me at Sassy Nerd MT. Uh, you can also find a um, speaking of losing faith in humanity, a short podcast series um, from me on the Cage Club Network called Why Aren't We All, where I talk to folks who have um, something, a belief, a practice, etc., that uh, makes their world a little better and might make the world a little better. Um, so if you're looking for a conversation like that, uh, you can find seven of them um, at cageclub.me. Tobin, how about you? I've gone back to Twitter and I, I it, it hurts me, uh, but I spend way too much time there now. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Tobin Addington talking about masks a lot. Uh, <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter at contenders underscore pod or on Patreon at the contenderspod.com. Special thanks to our members who've joined at the marquee level or above, Sean Flynn and Jeff Addington. Uh, become a member today, connect with our listeners and support our show. And also we should thank Joe Bolenbaugh for returning as a guest. Thank you again for returning oh, as a thank guest. Thank you Mark for Joe. having me. This was really, really fun. I mean, <laughs> We've now been talking almost as long as that movie was. Um, (laughs) The conversation, uh, much more entertaining than the film itself. So thank you for including me. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, We here at The Contenders are proud members of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can explore all their great shows at cageclub.me. And you can keep tabs on all the Cage Club happenings on Twitter at cageclubpod. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'm Aislinn Addington. I'm Joe Bolenbaugh. I am Tobin Addington, and we'll see you next time on The Contenders. It's just going to be silly and fun. I've got a game. I'm looking at the script. The script? <laughs> well, the outline, pardon me. Oh, oh, oh okay. The script yes. for Reign of Fire. Dramatic reading. <laughs> Iceland's autographed copy that she got on eBay. Yes. <laughs> well, shall we uh shall we dive right in? <laughs> do, do we have to? Bur- burning Reign of Fire. <laughs> I mean, for bonus, I feel like we don't we're not we don't have to go through the whole thing, right? We just I mean, bullshit the, around for a while. You, you mean the plot that's like three sentences long? No, I don't think we do need to go I, scene by go, scene. I don't know if this episode is going to be 10 minutes or three hours long. Like with this movie, is it all just wrapped up or is there so much to dive into? Is there nothing know. to explain or is there there may, lot, there may be a lot to unpack here. I think you have a lot to explain, Iceland. But... That is true. <laughs> typically, typically when you're here, you're here for Hope Floats too. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. copycat, for that matter. Oh, yeah, but right, that was like right. officially part of the show. Part of the what? Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's like like an official episode. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, that was no women was, and stuff. I honestly forgot about copycat. That's how bad that one was. I'm like, I, oh, this is my third one, isn't it? That's fun. And then now it's four. Wow.